You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Pro Football Hall of Famer and former Buffalo Bill Andre Reed. You're listening to Nate and the Fellas on Circle the Wagons podcast on Buffalo Rumbling Podcast Network. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Go Bills. Where else would you rather be than right here, right now? Hey, let's go Buffalo. Hey, let's go Buffalo. The Bills make me wanna Welcome to the Circling the Wagons podcast, a podcast discussing the Bills all year round with interviews, news, recaps, and insightful fan discussion. Most times. Here's your host and lifelong Bills fan, Nate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Circling the Wagons, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. I'm your host, Nate. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We are in another off-season episode where we will be discussing uh, several different topics, including uh, some Super Bowl stuff. Um, Bills made a quick signing this past week, and also um, all the potential free agents the Bills are looking at. Um, Just a lot of fun stuff. But first, uh, we are brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at DeLago. If you are in the Western New York or Central New York area, do yourselves a favor, check out the DraftKings Sportsbook at the DeLago Resort and Casino in Waterloo, New York. Uh, it's a really cool place. I'm looking to go there uh, in the next month or so just to check it out, maybe go on a day date with the wife. Uh, it'll be, it's a fun time. Trust me, you guys will enjoy it. Mike, our, our co-hosts John and Mike are there. Mike, you just saw a, a, a concert there, right, just recently at, uh, at DeLago. Who'd you see there? Was it Our Lady Peace? It was. And? It was good. It's good. <laughs> You're like, no, it's terrible. It's it well, good. That's good. I, I just, one of my, uh, 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 one of the PTs I'm seeing, she went to go see the uh, Bush. She saw Bush at uh, at Delago, and she said she had a great time. It was like right before uh, the Super Bowl. It was the day before the Super Bowl. So she said it was an amazing time. She was so happy she went. So that was cool. Um, yeah, but John and Mike are here. Our co-hosts, John and Mike. John, when you, how's it when going you go there? to a concert, do you wear uh, earplugs? No, I'm not 65 yet. John, mm. <laughs> this is my first time. Like, did you wear it's them? Such a small venue. Yeah, but I, I got the like the ones. Maybe you, not just like the the foam things you stuff in your ears that didn't deaden everything. Like, got the the like musicians or go to a concert so it like reduces the decibel level 20 like 20 decibels but you still hear like the fidelity of the sound is preserved so it's really cool i would recommend anybody doing anything get some earplugs like everything is again fidelity of the sound is preserved but you don't feel like you're gonna have uh lose your hearing (laughs) (laughs) so what are they called they're called musicians uh earplugs 
Yeah, you can go anywhere, right? Like Amazon or. Will they run you like hundred bucks? Uh, I think they're like twenty, twenty-five. You know, we went to uh, a concert together in Rochester, Highland Park, a few years ago. Uh, it was to see uh, Spin Doctors. Do you remember that Spin Doctors? No, it was like it was like five, six years ago. You love and... your one-hit wonders. <laughs> <laughs> Little Miss Can't Be Wrong and Two Princes, right? Actually, that's, two two that's hit a one. Two hit wonder, yeah. <laughs> that's a two. <laughs> Did they open with one and close with the other? <laughs> they just cycled between those two hits the entire <laughs> oh, evening. <laughs> that would be yeah. genius if they did. <laughs> it would be. It would be. Uh, but no, it was. I remember, like, you moved back. I remember, like, geez, Mike, <laughs> we're we're fine. You don't have to move back. And I remember thinking, like, wow, that's loud. Like I, we were pretty close, and I was just like, "This isn't worth it. This is not worth losing my hearing, you know, to this band. Like of all bands, at least if you were like, oh, I lost my hearing ACDC, right? Not like mm. I lost my middle, I lost my hearing in the middle of like, you know, two princes. <laughs> like that wasn't <laughs> <laughs> not even two princes. Is one of their crappy songs that nobody's ever heard of, <laughs> you know, off that same album. So. The way you describe it is pretty funny. Like, you just lose it. Like, you just blink, it's, and it's gone. I just, like, I'm listening. It's like, little miss, little miss, boo. <laughs> <laughs> What's the scary, man, is the cilia in your inner ear does not grow back. Like, when you when you bust your ankle, like, your body's going to heal itself. Your ears, that doesn't happen, right? So, like, you're going to get, is it tinnitus or tinnitus? Mm. Right, people say it both ways, but, like, just the constant ringing. Yeah, I'm sorry, I missed so that. That'd, last be part. You say? that'd be pretty yeah, rough. That'd be pretty rough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I, I never thought about it like that. So that's cool because I didn't know that something like that existed that you could actually hear. Because I've heard of like noise canceling headphones, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a pair of those, but like I never, never thought of doing. Yeah, interesting. Very cool. Good to know, Mike. Thanks. You probably saved somebody's hearing that's listening to this. So cool. John, John, how are you doing? Do you have any better advice than what Mike just gave us for? For musicians or high fidelity earphones that 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 you can still hear everything in, because because now I'm gonna do it. I'm definitely gonna do it if I if I go to another concert. Le- like because at least if you bring them with you, you have them. If you don't need them, you just take them out. Like it's, like whatever. It's not that loud. Like I'm I'm far enough away or I'm on. I have lawn seats. It's fine, right? So John, how's it going, man? Good, good. No, that sounds like good advice uh, to keep that in mind for next time. Yeah, he wanted yes. to say something though. I could tell. <laughs> he was leading me down a little path where he was going to sabotage me. No, you. No, he was, started asking I, I, about I, the cost I, or something. I was, was some little catch. I was a little skeptical at first, but the way that you you presented it, I thought you presented it very well. I think it's worth trying. Thank you. Very open minded of you. Thank you. Did you guys ever see that Simpsons episode? You're where growing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't. That's what she said. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys ever see that Simpsons episode where Homer's taking Bart to his first uh, concert? And Marge is like, I don't think you should be taking. She's like, those concerts are very loud and could hurt your hearing. And and Homer's like, ah, he'll be fine. And then she keeps talking. And all you hear in his, in his hearing is <laughs> she's talking. So he's like, ah, everything will be fine. Let's go, boy. <laughs> uh, my dad. Uh, suffered hearing loss from the Vietnam War because his truck blew up, like over a, it went over a landmine, and so he never. He's still to this day. I mean, he has, uh, like you said. I mean, you're, 
your cilia or whatever it's called doesn't grow back. So like he didn't, he got hearing aids luckily as an older person, but still, I mean, you know, you just, it's one of those things where that was probably more concussive than anything, but still it's, affects your life, man. So, uh, and I think too, like, yeah, not to go no, ridiculously off driving, but like people, when they can't hear you, they get angry. Like it affects your life in other ways, right? <laughs> like, stop mumbling. What are you doing? Like, we've all been attacked by older people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they get defensive about it too. I feel like we're open-minded where if like we thought we were losing our hearing or if somebody came to us like, hey, uh, you can't freaking hear me <laughs> why don't you get some earphones earphone. <laughs> hearing aids is what i'm trying to say stop mumbling like, open your the, damn ears <laughs> the people in our lives be like i don't need that <laughs> so what's funny is that you say that is my dad so surprisingly is as as rough around the edges as my dad can be sometimes he has not yelled at me for that specific thing surprisingly but what's funny is oppositely my mom has gotten mad at my dad my mom's not a yeller or ever but like my dad will forget to put his hearing aids in and then she'll like say something you know normal volume mm -hmm. and even in a quiet room where no one else is talking he'd be like right bill <laughs> he's like wait what she's like oh. <laughs> like you know you just get sick of it after a while i guess it's just more of a married person mm -hmm. thing than it is anything it's a relationship thing than more of it's like a lack of understanding it's like, ah, anyway, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you're right. You're right, though. Um, so some interesting topics. So I did not do, I apologize to anyone that was tuned in to do a Twitter space last Sunday after the Super Bowl. I did not do one. It was late, and I was kind of peeved by the ending. Um, I thought it was a pretty good game overall, obviously, but um, it just... The ending kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but we're not going to go into the Super Bowl because it's been a week since that happened. I don't want to dredge up anything, and it doesn't really matter. It doesn't change anything, but obviously the Kansas City Chiefs won another Super Bowl, so good for them. But the thing that affected the Bills, which I wanted to talk about tonight, especially with John and Mike here, was there was news that affected the Bills straight from the Super Bowl. And then going into this past week, some controversy in Bills Mafia and the national media and beyond was uh, DeMar Hamlin's jacket at the Super Bowl. So for those of you that don't know, um, uh, DeMar Hamlin was at the Super Bowl. Um, he was attending the Super Bowl. He was on the field before the game pregame, and uh, he was seen wearing a jacket that deemed to feature an offensive uh, depiction of Jesus. Um, have you guys seen this? Do you guys want to see uh, what's on my screen? Mike, have you seen it yet? Shh. Show me, Nate. Why don't you just show me? <laughs> uh, let's see. Okay. So this is this is the depiction of the back of Damar Hamlin's jacket. It's a depiction of Jesus. Uh, it's from a famous artist named, which I never heard about because I don't understand art. <laughs> uh, not that there's anything to understand art besides the fact that it was created by a famous artist. I had it here. Hold on. Tak Takashi Murakami. Takashi Murakami. The features an altered depiction of Jesus on the cross. Now, if you look at the picture of Jesus, like, not a great picture of Jesus. And I say this as, like, he's got orange, yellow, yellowish skin. His eyes kind of look like, I guess they'd be like, people have said it's zombie-like. His 
teeth are crazy. Like, it's just like a weird, it's an artistic depiction of Jesus is what it comes down to, right? And it, it caught the attention of a lot of Christians on social media, um, a lot of people, you know, on the far right area, which, you know, we don't talk politics on this podcast. I think most of us are pretty centered in that, but, you know, maybe we lean one way or another. But um, basically, uh, people were up in arms of the fact that, you know, Damar Hamlin could be wearing something like this. Now, mind you, just a few days earlier, Damar Hamlin had won the NFLPA's Alan Page Community Award um, in a pregame ceremony. Uh, he won that award. He The first thing he did was thank God. Uh, Damar is a very religious person, if you've ever heard him. Um, and it was just, you know, people like Adrian Peterson were going after him saying, how much it was blasphemy to to show depiction of Jesus like that. Um, Guys, I'll open it up to you as far as as your thoughts on it. But to me, uh, you know, like we all grew up Catholic, uh, going to church pretty often and stuff like that. Um, You know, we're adults now. Maybe it's not quite the same as it used to be. But, you know, we all grew up somewhat religious. And to me, like the first time I saw it, at least, I didn't, I wasn't like offended by it. Um, I was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, this is a little bit different take on it, but whatever. But of course, you know, this is the same group of people that said, um, you know, when when Damar Hamlin, like it was funny. Let me back up real quick. Is that when Damar Hamlin almost lost his life on the field, um, like a month, two months ago at this point, um, like it felt like we came together as a country to pray for him, to hope, realize how much more important someone's life is than the game itself, right? I feel like that kind of brought us together a little bit as a country. And then, like a couple of weeks later, when we knew DeMar was okay and he survived and he was going to get better, hopefully, and he had some hurdles, but he was trending up. Like, you know, there was that, the the, the game the week after uh, against the Patriots where Naeem Himes runs back that, like, opening kickoff, right? Like, that what an amazing experience as a Bills fan. And DeMar Hamlin was tweeting, and he said, OMFG to that, like, like literally said that he didn't spell out the words. He didn't say anything else. He said, OMFG. And to that point where, you know, oh my freaking God, right? Like that's what that stands for. Like that's not, that's, that's one way of saying it. Or it could be <laughs> but, goodness, right? He's, oh my freaking goodness. You're right. True. He, just because he didn't spell it out. You don't know what he was abbreviating, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. But people took that chance even before this Jesus jacket came out to kind of say well like hey like why would you use the lord's name in vain like this is like we just prayed for you like how could you do this right so so then it kind of boiled over to this jesus jacket and to me uh and i want your guys' thoughts on this john and mike but it was just it was just sounded like people just looking for a reason to be upset if you've ever watched Amar Hamlin or seen any of his videos, the first thing he did, especially when he won the Alan Page Awards, which I just mentioned, um, he thanked God. He thanked everyone for helping him. Like, he's a very deeply religious person. Um, if you've seen his T-shirts, like, there's, like, the cross on him. Like, it's not it's not meant to be – He's he, I could absolutely see – now, I know him better than probably a lot of people on social media do. As Bills fans, we all do. But, like, he's not that kind of person. But even if he was – for the most part, like 
it's not it's not controversial. It's an artist depiction of Jesus, right? Like just because it's not like the normal Jesus that we all grew up looking at that they like, you know, had in Catholic schools or churches or whatever, like your grandparents like bedrooms, right? Like this is this is not that same picture of him. And so when people see that, I think they're just like, oh, okay. So I, you know, you're seeing social media like take it to the far extreme, of course, again, where like I just mentioned the OMFG thing, people saying, you know, how could you, like, we prayed for you, blah, blah, blah. Like, I saw someone say, you know, on the far right side of, like, you know, Christianity and social media saying, like, you know, apparently we we could pray and save Damar's life, but we can't pray and save his soul at the same time. You know, like, and it's just, it's just so extreme saying that, like, what, now he goes to hell because he wore that jacket? Like, it's just, it's like... I always kind of cringe when I say that when we talk about cancel culture or anything like that, because I think sometimes people like, like there, there's such a, a spectrum of cancel culture because Matt Reza's parents were like, this is cancel culture. It's like, yeah, but you know, he has, he statutory raped a teen. Like, you know, the, there's like all this other level, you know, and all these other things we don't know about. But then you have people like this, they're like trying to cancel Damar Hamlin. It's just like, well, well, I don't get it. Like anyway, so I'm going to leave it on that note before we talk even more in depth into this but john when you saw that and you saw like the point did you think the same thing i did is like these guys these people criticizing demar hamlin just need a hobby right yeah i mean i mean to me yeah it's just a, a piece of artwork um i don't even like i don't even understand the the bad depiction of it because when you see him on the cross like in regular depictions it's just as bad right like it's it's jesus on the cross so i'm like bad being being like sad i guess um but i don't understand like you see it everywhere right in 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 christianity so i and it's just another depiction of it so i i don't understand that part um you said a lot of things so it's kind of hard to address all of it consecutively i didn't shut up that's my fault <laughs> <laughs> well well like well you you were just saying like the, the cartoon part or the the depiction like it's a cartoon we're not used to seeing jesus as a cartoon like like i know in religion like me growing up like i like every single depiction like in my parents house or my grandparents house or wherever it was like it was looking it was always tried to make it like lifelike right like he was right there looking at you it was never supposed to be like this is a simpsons version of jesus right like that what was he looking at you doing nate (laughs) (laughs) eating dinner mike that's all (laughs) looking judgings smiling no just uh (laughs) his eyes followed you all around the room right but like everything is always supposed to look like he's right there like he's look like this is the first time i that i can think of Besides, like, if he's ever been in a cartoon, like, or, like, South Park or something like that, like, where he doesn't look exactly like a portrait of what we think Jesus would look like. Which, by the way, like, Jesus doesn't look like that. Like, I grew up thinking he was white. <laughs> like, he is, he was, there's no way that he grew up in the Middle East and was white, you know? So, but anyway, that's another topic. But, yeah, it was a depiction. It was a cartoon depiction of him. He wasn't happy. He was, like, it was definitely some artistic Integ- or not integrity, but um, artistic uh, creativity, whatever, taking it for sure. So, so here's a question for you. So, you believe in freedom of speech, right? You bet your ass I do. <laughs> <laughs> so, is there something he could have put on his jacket 
or had a jacket of that would have offended you in such a way that you would have joined the you know whoever else social the social media brigade the cancel uh so like i don't know it's also tough for me because i'm not as religious as i used to be or anything like that but like if he if he was something to the effect of like like i could see people getting upset if it was like jesus with devil horns right like you know something to that effect um if it was something if if the words instead of what do the words say on the back of it eternal or something like that i think it says eternal um if it was like jesus is evil like i could see why people would if you blatantly came out and said something like that then you know i could understand but other than that it's just yeah i mean generally you, as long as you're not like threatening people or, kill, or threatening to kill people or something like in general it doesn't really matter right no not at all mike quick thoughts before we talk about adrian peterson quick thoughts about uh Demar Hamlin's jacket. I agree with John. You covered a lot of topics. Uh, oh, you know what? If he wore uh, something with Miami Dolphins on it, then I would have canceled him. That would have been one thing. Oh, yeah. You would have led that, and I would have been right there behind you, <laughs> holding the torch. <laughs> cancel. I have, I have a quick story about cancel culture after we talk about Demar Hamlin. It has to do with the Miami Dolphins, in case people don't know that story. But go ahead. I don't think like I'd be saying too much more than parroting you guys. Like, I, I personally don't think it's amazing art, but to me, like, contemporary art, like, art has sucked since the Renaissance, right? <laughs> uh, but I don't think he meant, like, he didn't mean to offend anybody. Like you said, he's super religious. Yeah, like, I don't like the jacket. <laughs> like, I'm not like, I'm not like this is a good jacket. I would ever wear it. I would never wear it. Of course, I would, I don't know if I'd ever wear art that wasn't, like, trying to be lifelike in general, right? Like, if it's not a Buffalo Bills symbol or whatever, I don't, I don't need, I don't wear art. You guys aren't like, if, if I, if I look at, if I was to go to a, a, an art museum and say that looks like good art, it's because it looks exactly like what it looks like in real life. Like I'm it not looks the type as of close to a photograph as possible. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of photographs. If we're, if we're being honest about it, big fan. Uh, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but, but yeah, I, I tend to wear a lot of plain gray t-shirts and, and things. <laughs> so John also hates art <laughs> creativity no no I also yeah, can't yeah. afford art so. <laughs> <laughs> we're mostly just angry that we can't afford <laughs> the good stuff but yeah yeah so okay so but, to, that's but the f- to, people get offended about like the, the I guess the silliest things like don't you have to worry about your own stuff <laughs> it's kind of emblematic of not having anything else to care about yeah it's like yeah like i said manufactured rage i don't know yeah yeah worry about yourself right and your family like what cares what other people are doing yeah exactly exactly that's always been the older i get especially the more i'm just like if it's not bothering me or you directly like in a bad way who cares who cares what you do like if it's not hurting anyone or it's not like if it's hurting your feelings because it's just not the way you see the world 100%, like that's that's so much less important than like they're hurting, you know, people or animals or whatever. Like that's 
that's something else completely. So, so speaking of hurting people, animals, and children, <laughs> Adrian Peterson decided to weigh in on this one. <laughs> Adrian, old, old AP, right? All day, uh, was upset at the at this jacket. Jacket? Is it a jacket or a coat? I say jacket. John, Mike, jacket. Yeah, I think when I was younger, I probably would have said coat, but uh, as an adult, I think I've, I'm a jacket person. <laughs> well, Ham, yeah, exactly. Me too. Hamlin calls it a coat. He's young though. He's younger, <laughs> so that's what he thinks. He's he's learning. So so, but Adrian Peterson came on and uh, he wrote an Instagram post that he was is blasphemy. He basically torched him on social media, bringing it up. Um, and then he wrote after after that, he said after speaking with. By the way, it's so rich to me that adrian peterson of all people is giving us a lesson on morality right like that's one of the things one of the few things i have an issue with religion in general is the people that act the most righteous have like such checkered pass <laughs> right like like adrian peterson who was basically i don't know if he was arrested or indicted or something for uh abusing his his like five-year-old son like hitting him with a uh a stick so badly that like he was bleeding and um anyway it was so bad i get that confused with tyree kill but that just goes to show you they're both terrible people so i could confuse either one of them but like first of all you should never hit kids but you should definitely never hit kids if you're the size of adrian peterson and you're like built like a like a brick you know anyway so a brick wall so uh, he had an, an issue with it, and he said, after speaking with Damar, I understand that it's coming, not coming from a place of ill intent. You know, I apologize for offending you. I just offended. Apologize for, I just felt offended in that moment as a man who loves and respects our Lord and Savior. And to me, when I read that, I'm just like, dude, you need to worry about, you know, taking care of your own family and, like, treating those people with respect than what 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 a uh, someone is wearing uh, in a game that you don't even play anymore in a place that you're not even at right like it's just it would be like i'm trying to think of the equivalent it'd be like oj simpson getting upset that there was like you know that somebody else would have like a, a he, him getting upset at ray lewis <laughs> for that murder right like the stabbing or whatever like how could you do something like whoa that? whoa like, whoa whoa how could you not whoa, go to whoa, the whoa whoa the glove didn't fit <laughs> i've tried to think of like Oh, it'd be like Ben Roethlisberger getting mad, mad at Matt Ariza or something like that. Like, I tried to think of another example. Someone, some terrible person getting mad at some other terrible person for doing something terrible. But, like, Adrian Peterson absolutely has no leg to stand on when it comes to discussions of what people should or shouldn't do in any way, shape, or form. And he should probably just keep his mouth shut altogether. No one cares. It'd be like Michael Vick. There you go. Michael Vick giving uh, advice on how to how to treat your animals, right? Like, uh, like... How to, how to train your dog or something, right? Oh, I think, too, it's like people speaking about things that they don't know anything about, right? Because, like, even go to the source material. Like, who does Jesus dress down? It's not like King Herod who's going around killing all the babies. It's not like even Pontius Pilate. He's, like, always um, – it's like the religious righteous people, right? The hypocrites who presume to judge everybody else. Like, those are the the villains in essence. Right, like the Pharisees. It's like every yeah. p- parable is like they're presuming to judge everybody else and presuming to know like God's will. Like that's what's so hypocritical about everybody attacking the dude for wearing a jacket. <laughs> Isn't that – I always found that like always hypocritical about 
some and then to do it publicly sorry and to do it publicly like for their own internet points it's not it's never like pulling them aside like hey man like here's my take on this which is funny because uh somebody did pull him aside and say that um who was it who mentioned in the comments uh fred taylor and a former nfl running back fred taylor immediately jumped to hamlin's defense saying peterson should have contacted hamlin directly before blowing him up online you should dm him bro i'm sure he'll listen to your opinion posting it doesn't help anyone he's young young people don't always think before they wear things just like people who wear skulls and other things don't that things that doesn't align with christian beliefs try to reach him but yeah exactly like i that's one of the issues i have like with religion, not just Christianity, but, but like people that are so righteous that are like in a religion where you're not supposed to be judging people, you find them constantly judging people or constantly saying, I'm better than you, or this is why you're not as good as what you should be. Whereas in reality, it's like, you know, it's this is a great example. We were talking about parents earlier. Like, this is my favorite story about my dad, who like still to this day, I don't know if he's ever missed a week of church ever. And, like, to the point where, like, we'd go on vacation and he'd make sure that there was, like, he'd always find the church, like, closest. It's like, ah, dad, like, let's take a week off, right? Like, he'd find the church closest to, like, the hotel we were staying at or whatever on vacation. And, like, as soon as we left the parking lot after church, without fail, be like, what the hell? Get the hell out of the way. Like, you know, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Like, you know, like, just, just the ridiculousness of that, like dad like weren't you did you not just sit through that like like forgiveness and like patience and all this stuff like yeah like while i'm there sure you know he didn't say that but like you know it's it's not just him like i use him as an example because it's my own personal thing but like dad, how many he's other... he hasn't started listening yet huh <laughs> <laughs> no no and it's not because of his hearing he just doesn't <laughs> he even told me like earlier this like oh where can i find your podcast well you know the ones we've been doing for six years now <laughs> like <laughs> just now all of a sudden interested he had the internet the whole time retired got nothing better to do <laughs> This is the first episode he actually listens to while disowning me and like negating all of my inheritance with my sisters. So, um, but yeah, that's, yeah. Like what, what percentage of people are even upset about it? Right. It's probably not a very large percentage. Right. So we're like, it can't be right. So we're like, what, what are we really talking about here? What's funny is, hold on. Like, the people, they're getting a lot of, like, like this guy, Stu Peters, the People's Bullhorn, Stu Peters Show, whatever. I don't know what he does. But he, he said, you know, he was the one that was mentioned that said our prayers might have saved his life, but apparently not his soul. Like, I mean, that tweet got, like, almost a million views, right? That's what he wants, a million views, right? Like, that's the whole point to social media. True, because you want people to say, like, negative stuff about you because then it increases your visibility right like if this was 1992 and hamlin wore that jacket at the super bowl like would you ever hear about this no no there wouldn't be an article about it nothing no because there nobody would would be there to put a microphone in adrian peterson's face which is basically what instagram does right like gives him a voice gives him gives everyone this megaphone to to just shout at their followers or shout at like and then they can share and then it can gain momentum you're right you're right that wouldn't exist unless cbs nbc fox or whatever at the super bowl that day 
did a piece on it or someone like 2020 or 60 minutes did one after that or it was in the newspaper or like a large newspaper too not like not like the buffalo news it would have to be like you know the new york times or the washington post or yeah, something and, like that and that probably wouldn't have even happen no because they were like no there's nothing controversial about this why would we do an article about this or a piece about that exactly so i mean we spent a lot of time talking about it but i thought it was odd that like anything bills related came up during the super bowl and then much less that which is which is disappointing and whatever you know like it's unfortunate um that he's getting dragged down you know this is somebody somebody wrote this on uh cassidy proctor who is the who is she she's the dj at uh the 103.3 the edge in buffalo she is on in the mornings and she wrote and i thought this was interesting all of these we donated to Demar Hamlin's charity, so he owes us an explanation. People are giving me strong. I paid for I paid for her dinner, so she owes me sex vibes, <laughs> which I thought I thought was like a really good analogy. I I definitely didn't think as being a guy, I didn't think about it like that, but it was a very interesting point. So I retweeted that one, you know, and it's just like that's funny. I, uh, reasons- I, I regret donating to this kids' charity thing. Oh, that's I, like, I don't. come on. Like, why did I ever do that? Like, oh, I'm sorry, your money still goes to help. Yeah, children. Jeez, such a such a shame. It's also, like, it, it, we talk about, like, you know, the religious aspect of it. Like, there are those people, I think, that, like, are upset. Like, we prayed for Damar Hamlin, so, like, he owes us. Like, he owes us an apology. We prayed for him. Like, I prayed for him. Like, I took, you know, 20 seconds out of my day to pray for him so that he would survive. So he owes me. It's like it's like these people are putting themselves on the same level as the folks giving him CPR on the field, <laughs> like literally saving his life. It's like I was. I mean, I pray for like like basically that guy in their in their minds, like they associate themselves with that, you know, at the same level, which I never did. I mean, I prayed for the guy, but I wasn't like, you know, good. Now you owe me. <laughs> like it's just interesting. So on that note. Unless you guys have anything further to say about that. We spent a lot of time on that. But I felt like it, it deserved it. There's probably not going to be a ton of Bill's news for the rest of the season. Just he, little nuggets here and there. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, This last Friday afternoon, the Buffalo Bills signed safety Zane Anderson to a two-year contract. Um, Anderson was an undrafted free agent out of BYU in 2021, and he landed a spot with the Kansas City Chiefs where he's been a member with the practice squad there the last two seasons. Uh, Anderson's now, he's a safety, a 26-year-old safety. Um, He was caught up in a, like, very, like, deep backfield, which I thought was a great point um, by 
Brandon Bean uh, to go after like, you know, uh, like one of the reasons why, I don't know if you guys remember uh, Eddie Yarborough, defensive end Eddie Yarborough for the Bills. But like I was excited when the Bills brought him on because, you know, that was the same defensive end rotation as DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller at the Broncos. So you're like, well, you know, we're getting this guy. This guy might be, you know, on his way up ascending, but he's just been caught behind a really crowded, you know, defensive end you know, death chart, which that wasn't the case, unfortunately. <laughs> but, you know, you're hoping that this guy is the same thing because, uh, you know, the Bills might be losing Jordan Poyer this offseason. The Bills will be losing some special teamers, so he at least gives them depth, a special team. So I just like the the pickup. Um, there's not really a whole lot to say about this, um, John and Mike, unless you guys want to step in. But um, basically just provides depth at safety, but also, you know, could be an immediately immediate special teamer for the Buffalo Bills uh, this season and, you know, wherever. They probably just added insurance, you know, so they'll, they'll probably draft a safety at some point, probably try to sign a safety if they don't get Poyer back um, at the right price. So um, that's all there is to say about that. So Yeah, they, um, the they Bills are, need depth either way or maybe even a starter if, if they can't resign Poyer. I mean, he's never started a game, undrafted guy, a couple of years ago. So, it's I mean, he might not even make the roster. But either way, they need depth, so... You know, bring on the competition for training camp, right? Yep, it's like a low, low risk, you know, potentially high upside signing for for yeah for added depth and safety. And then also, like the Bills are losing a lot of special teamers. Like we we're we're going to talk about all the free agents right now that the Bills are losing. But let me just give you a couple that you know are definite special teamers, which is Jake Kumro, Taiwan Jones, Tyler Matikavich. Like those are those are huge like free agents that are big contributors on special teams. So, um, and that doesn't those, even include... Out of those three guys, which one would you pick to stay? Tyler Matikiewicz. Yeah, me too. Tyler Matikiewicz. Uh, I think he's... I, I, it's sad, but like I feel like I notice him more often than Taiwan Jones. Um, I like Taiwan Jones too, but uh, I like Tyler Matikiewicz better for some reason. You? Same? Yeah, same. So, I mean, speaking of... So we're going to go over... So the Bills have... 24 uh, players that are unrestricted or restricted free agents. And uh, I'm going to go over them with John and Mike and you guys. So uh, so we just have them in the back of our head because next week we're going to get more in-depth with that. We're going to talk about possible cuts. Um, we're going to talk about uh, possible extensions uh, to free up some cap space restructures to free up some cap space because right now the bills are 19 million over the cap right now before they've even had a chance to sign any of these big name contracts so that's kind of a big deal the bills need to do a lot of movement within the cap just to get under the cap just so that they can sign uh their rookies doesn't the cap go up every year or is this already counting for that it's already taken account. Oh, <laughs> the great. caps, the Fantastic. cap, like has already been. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to yep. restructure yep. some this guys. Is... <laughs> <laughs> you know, some signing bonuses up front and whatnots. Yeah, yeah. McDermott's gonna have to take a pay cut just so the Bills can sign players. Um, even though I know that doesn't go into it. Uh, so, so let's start at the top. Uh, I'm gonna start. If we we might actually like talk about these guys. Uh, just briefly, we'll talk more as the weeks go on. But Jordan Poyer um, tops this list as a potential free agent. The Bills won't sign. Right now, he's almost 32 years old. Uh, he just came off a, a season where he was very injured. Um, his market value, according to Track, 
is, I believe, 11 million a year. Almost positive it's 11 million a year. So uh, this is a guy that you could see. So so I kind of, yep, 11 million a year annually. And I'm guessing it'll probably be maybe a two-year contract, him being almost 32 already. So lots of things to consider. So I'll, I'll give you, each of you give you a chance to give this ranking for the major free agents, which you know most of these won't account for because most of these free agents we don't care if they come or go but okay so the top being there's three levels top being we have to do anything we can to sign this free agent meaning like josh allen right like and there's very few of these guys out there like that or do almost anything you can not everything you can because you could always just throw money at it but do almost everything you can to sign this guy will be the top the middle will be Sign them, but only for the right price, meaning like maybe above average what the what the position holds, but like I'd like this guy back to the bottom where like couldn't care less. So do anything, do almost anything to keep him, would like to keep him, or could care less, okay? So John, I'll start with you. Jordan Poyer, what, where would you put him on those three levels? Two. Two middle right. I don't I, see. I don't think there's anybody you can put on that number one level on this entire Agreed. list. Really, number one, you don't care if you sign him or not. No, no, no. Like, Unless you so can. You said one, two, or three, right? So I don't think there's any. Oh, you mean uh, so? It's either, it's so either, this is... it's either two or three. <laughs> Who invented this ranking system? <laughs> well, I need I need a better ranking like system. Complexes. Than... <laughs> okay, impossible. so. So, like, Tremaine Edmonds. Like, Tremaine Edmonds, Same. I wouldn't say you have to do anything for, but, like, I'd say, how about this? I'd pay him, There's like... There's only two levels It's only two. <laughs> well, what, what would you say, then? Because, like, I would sign, re-sign Tremaine Edmonds before Jordan Poyer, right? Based on age, based on, you know, ceiling, based on whatever. About, here, here's, like, one, here's one for you. i put nobody okay. at the one level. I'd put both Poyer... And admins at the two level, and everybody else at the three level. I agree. All twenty-two other w- people. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. So Jordan Poyer, you want back, but only for the right price, under market value, which it could be the case. This is just where Spot Track has him. I love Poyer. So Jordan Poyer, who doesn't love Poyer, right? I mean, he's a very, he's been one of their best players. If I'm ranking everybody, he's my he's my one A. He's your one A. To your 1B being... Edmonds, obviously. <laughs> Edmonds. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Saffold. <laughs> so, no, I was going to say next Keenum, step, but, you know. <laughs> Keenum. <laughs> Dude, I can't believe they paid Case Keenum $6 million last year. Anyway, so Roger Saffold is next. So this list is based on what the what these players made last year in their salary. Um, I'm, I agree with, with John and Mike Poyer, but for the right price, uh, which is possible. It's possible we might get him back. It's possible he goes out there on the market and nobody wants a banged up thirty-two year old safety, you know. So uh, we'll see. Uh, I think I. But if you had to guess, I think we've seen Poyer in his last game as a Buffalo Bill. What do you guys think? If you had to guess, the, if I had to guess, I guess that the Bills would prioritize resending Edmonds over Poyer because of the age thing. Yes, and the fact that but they Tremaine might not Edmonds get they was, might not get either one. So it's it's possible. But like, didn't like it's when, possible. What, when they redid um, when they resigned Milano, didn't he like test free agency and ended up coming back to Buffalo? 
No, he got signed like a day or two before free agency started. Oh, it's started. just before. Maybe I'm thinking somebody just else. Just before. Um, yes, you are, and I can't remember who that is off the top of my head. Uh, but yeah. Um, it might have been... I can't think of who it is at this point. But like Tremaine Edmonds, besides the age, besides the size, you know, besides the position importance that I think he fits in with, you know, McDermott's defense, um, the fact that he was drafted by Brandon Bean is just like, I mean, if he doesn't re-sign him, he's got to draft another middle linebacker and start all over from scratch for someone to be the quarterback of of the defense. So to me, I mean, I think it's a no-brainer. If they can afford Tremaine Edmonds, they'll they'll sign him. If they can. So his market value, based on what Spotrac says, is eleven million dollars. The same as the same as Jordan Poyer. So both being the same, you know, I think I think they signed Tremaine Edmonds, and I think that I would, I wouldn't have said that before this season, but I think Tremaine Edmonds had a pretty good season, minus the last uh, minus the last playoff game. But everyone played terrible in the last playoff game. You, you know, it's interesting. You have this list ranked by. 2020 last year's salary right mm-hmm. out of the top 11 yep. Edmonds is only one of two players that's under 30 with Jamison Crowder being the other one he's about to turn 30 yeah yeah so let's go through that list Roger Saffold um Mike what do you think about that one Roger Saffold I think we gotta let him go Nate yeah like he's the left guard right so with him gone it lets Ryan Bates move back from right guard Back to left guard where he excelled in 2021 when the Bills were really clicking on offense. Man, that's some good analysis, Mike. You know what's funny is um, I was thinking, like, what are the reasons? So people are always. That's what you told me to say before (laughs) we started. (laughs) I know, and you you said it excellently, word for word. (laughs) You couldn't copy and paste it, though, could you? You had to make me write it down longhand. I don't even remember how to write. <laughs> yeah, you stumbled a little bit there. <laughs> that read yeah. back. Um, I didn't quite say that 100% like that, but no. Yeah, Rogers. it's funny because we all agree that the offensive line is... Nate, you should is... say I disagree completely. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, Mike, Roger Saffold was the right tackle, not the left guard, you idiot. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I couldn't even lie. I can't, I'm such a bad liar. I uh, <clears throat> we all agree that you know the offensive line was awful toward down the stretch for for a decent part of it wasn't awful, but it was subpar, right? And I think we could all like point back to the fact that you know, like Mike said, like I told him to say <laughs> that <laughs> Roger Saffold was signed as the left guard. And so before we even started recording, John brought up a good point. He's like, well, Ryan Bates is supposed to play all five positions, which he definitely is supposed to be able to center, guard, both tackles. But the thing is, you know, even when people are able to play all positions, they still play some better than others, right? So I think moving Ryan Bates back over to left guard is an upgrade altogether over Roger Saffold. And then, you know, you just need to draft a right guard or get, you know, a better... Well, the, free the agent point, right guard. The point I was trying to make was like, so is there that big of a difference between right guard or left guard, or did he actually regress from last year? You have to take that into account. It could, it, and we don't know, right? Like, we don't know if it's got to do with coaching, how he was coached uh, by Dorsey or Aaron Cromer, the offensive line coach. No, we don't know any of that. True. But at least you could say there's there's a trend of success at one position as long as, you know, that can continue. Um, from 2021. 
Whoops. Nope. <laughs> I wonder if that'll get into the recording. Sorry. Just heard a Honda CRV. Did you guys hear that one? Negative. Okay. <laughs> Good. Good. I was just listening to a Honda CRV ad while I was going through. Anyway, it's the off season. Let's have these discussions. Uh, Roger Saffold gone. So just to give you an idea, like Joe Biscalia always puts like together these weekly grades for all of the Buffalo Bills throughout like his all 22 tape or whatever. And he gives like a ranking and a GPA or he gives a GPA for each player and he gives a ranking based on that GPA. So obviously a 4.0 is a perfect GPA. No player had that, but he has 35 players, 35 starters that had at least 200 snaps ranked as the all 22 grades or uh, final grades. And Roger Saffold was the third worst graded player, not just offensive lineman, worst graded player on of all the 35 uh, players that were so he's 33 out of 35 he was below Greg Van Roten <laughs> you know he was just above Tyrell Dodson and David Questenberry was the worst uh, graded player on this list so um, yeah goodbye Roger Saffold um, it was a nice try it was a nice experiment by Brandon Bean it just didn't work out uh, Case Keenum the next player uh, you know that's I don't think any of us care to have him back now this is one i would like to have back now we didn't mention it it's not poyer it's not Edmonds. jordan phillips i thought before his shoulder injury i think he had a torn rotator cuff was that what it was hold on i have it here uh torn rotator cuff by jordan phillips uh i thought he was having a pretty good season i thought he was having like you know like let's say Ed Oliver is the standard for a defensive tackle. I'd say 70% of 60% of Ed Oliver, like that's pretty darn good. I, I, I would like to see him come back and, you know, if they could get him back in a vet minimum deal or something similar to last season where, you know, he only made 5 million last season, you get him back for three or four this season. If he hasn't completely outplayed his, uh, he's going to be 31 this next season. I think, I think I would bring him back. What about you guys? Yeah. I mean, I think he's a good rotational guy and they need as much help on the if anything, they need more defense, more defense linemen. So, yeah. Jordan Phillips was the 13th ranked player out of 35 in Joe B's list. Like, that's pretty good, right? You're you're talking top half. I feel like most of these players in the top half for the right price, like, bring them back, right? Like, that almost goes without saying, almost. And he was ranked 13th. So, Tyler Matikiewicz is the next one on the list. A special teamer slash inside linebacker depth. Um he probably won't be coming back. Tremaine Edmonds, we mentioned earlier, we'd like to see him come back, uh, hopefully for the right price. For the right price for me is like closer to the top 10 of money, not like top five linebacker money. I don't want them to to go that much, but we'll talk about that more in depth as it goes on. Jameson Crowder, wide receiver, is a free agent. I mean, he wasn't even healthy for the Buffalo Bills this entire season. He won't be back. David Questenberry was... The worst rate, worst rated player on on Joe B's list. He probably won't be coming back. Hopefully, I remember uh, Taiwan him Jones up, uh, before the season started. That was a little bit disappointing. <laughs> you were so excited about David Questenberry. <laughs> I remember we talked excited. about him a few times. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, looking at what people wrote in uh, uh, at SB Nation, you know, when he left, like they didn't they didn't hate him. So. Uh, Taiwan Jones, running back, special teamer. Taiwan Jones, restricted free agent or unrestricted free agent. Sam Martin, the punter, 
unrestricted free agent. I'm not as worried about that. I think the Bills can still upgrade a punter and find another cheap one-year deal for a punter like they did with Sam Martin last year. Yeah, that's fine. But either whatever they decide to do on punter is fine. Or draft one in the fifth or sixth round, one that's hopefully not. No, they're drafting receivers and offensive linemen in the draft. The entire entire draft? Nice. Yeah, pretty much. Nice. (laughs) Greg Van Roten, uh, guard, which was, like I said, right above Roger Saffold at 32 out of 35 on Joe B's grades. Ike Butker, Ike Butker, who was injured the entire season. Shaq Lawson um, is a... Uh, defensive end Shaq Lawson is a free agent. Let's see where uh, Joe yeah, B has him. Yeah, Lawson. Number bring, 18. Yeah, bring Lawson back for whatever. Another rotational guy. Like, he's, I always thought he's pretty good against the run on the edge, but like, I don't know. It's hard. They have, they got all these defensive linemen, but like, as a collective, they have never been really good, right? They've just been okay. So yes, they still need they still exactly. need upgrades there, but until that happens, they need to bring some of these guys back. Otherwise, the it's even worse, right? Exactly. AJ Epinesa and Greg Rousseau, like Von Miller, is the second rated player, right, from Joe B. So obviously he's one of the best. And then it goes Greg Rousseau. I'm just talking defensive end. Greg Rousseau at eight. Von Miller at two. Greg Rousseau at eight. Um, AJ Epinesa is sixteen, and Shaq Lawson at eighteen. So those are your four best defensive ends based on this list. And then you have Boogie Basham, which is the next down at 26, you know. So So you were talking about uh, Jordan Phillips earlier. How does he rank on his list for defensive tackles? Oh, defensive tackles, good call. Uh, So Ed Oliver is number six. He's the first one. Actually, Daquan, I'm sorry, Daquan Jones is number five. So we're going to talk about that. Daquan, nice. Daquan, I know, I know. I like Daquan Jones. He is is not an unrestricted free agent. I see the Bills look at him and possibly – extending him to free up some cap space, um, which is something I'd absolutely be interested in doing. Um, Joe B. lifed him. You know, not for nothing, Daquan Jones wasn't playing that last game, the the game against the Bengals. That might have had something to do with one of the reasons why they were so uh, they were having such issues in the middle of the, the defensive line. Anyway, Daquan Jones, number five. Ed Oliver, number six. Uh, the next one is Jordan Phillips at number 13. And then I guess it would be Tim Settle, and number 23. Yeah, so, so like without upgrades, you want to keep both Phillips and, and Lawson if you can. Yes, exactly. Bring them back in another one-year deal, right? I like that one. So really, I mean, we're, we're kind of prioritizing this like Poyer-Edmonds, 1A, 1B, right? Like get one of those two and then like Phillips-Lawson essentially, right? Yeah, it, it's actually really interesting because like if you look like before free agency, like their biggest needs – a receiver, offensive line, and and maybe more on the defensive line. But like we've been primarily talking about defensive guys on this uh, free agency list, where their top two needs are probably on the offense. So that's probably a good thing, I'm guessing, because yeah. like they're you know they're not losing. It's not like oh, Stephon Diggs or mm-hmm. or you know Mitch Morris are up for uh, whatever. But yeah, I mean. Mitch well, Morris, so people Mitch Morris just, has had six concussions too, so you can't like. Yeah, he's not a forever. You can't count on that forever. Um, yeah, I, I I love that you brought up Mitch Morris because he is the highest rated um, offensive lineman on this list. John, I'm glad you said something because he's number twelve on this list. And I mean, in a in a perfect world, in my opinion, is that you get you draft 
a center guard combo that can play. It's almost like, do you guys remember when the Bills drafted Eric Wood? And like his first year, he was a guard. Even though he was a center at Louisville, he played guard. And then Jeff Handgardner was the center. And then after Jeff Handgardner left the next season, or they cut him or whatever, like Eric Wood moved into center, right? So like he got a year under his belt in the NFL, a guard, and then he just kind of moved over and continued his progression. Like I'm not saying I necessarily want that after one year for Mitch Morris, because, but like, like you said, the concussions are an issue. He might be the best offensive lineman, but anytime he gets a concussion, like he did this season, you're like, this could be the end of his career, right? So yes, um, it's very concerning when offensive line is one of their top two needs, and their best guy has that injury history. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly, which is which is scary. The the depth is is not good on the offensive line, and you can see by the players that were just like that are free agents who were just like see ya, you know, like so so we're getting down to like you know Jake Kumro, uh, wide receiver, special teamers leaving. He's an unrestricted free agent. Dean Marlowe, safety. Bobby Hart, guard. See ya. AJ Klein. Like a lot of these guys are guys they just signed at the end of the season. Justin Murray tackle offensive tackle Devin Singletary now Devin Singletary is the first player that we've mentioned on the offensive side of the ball where I could see the interest in keeping because I like Devin Singletary as a running back um, I've liked him since he's come here um, spot track has him at 5.5 million dollars where like the running last backs are dime a dozen man just keep it rolling that's that's grab the an thing un- right grab like an undrafted build- guy to pair with James Cook don't even draft a guy come on let's go <laughs> Let's take a late round guy at least. I am like, it so have to be... sick. The Bills are doing it again. Like remember, like I, I would always complain about it. They they first round picks and they'd be like McGahey yep. and Spiller and uh, Lynch, and then they would trade first round Those picks for McCoy, <laughs> like all these things. And they're doing it again, just to like a round earlier, right? Like they get. Cook and Singletary. Singletary was third, right? Moss was a third round pick. Yeah. But like every year yeah. in the top three rounds are drafting a guy. I'm like, why are we doing this again? Like, <laughs> And they're having, oh, besides Cook, I mean, Singletary they had success with. But like, yeah, you would kind of hope for a little bit more than Singletary. I liked Singletary a lot, but like, you know, a little bit more success. Like you're watching the Eagles and the Chiefs play in the Super Bowl. And you're like, they each have like players that could be starters over Devin Singletary, you know, like Pacheco or Jarek McKinnon or Miles Sanders or whatever. Like, I feel like, I feel like a lot of those guys could start over Devin Singletary, you know, I like, yeah, I'm not, I'm if not, come... I'm not interested in retaining or drafting running backs like at all. <laughs> okay. Like even, Mike, even, take... even before the bills had a good quarterback, they like, like for Jackson, like great. Like it, they don't need to spend the draft capital on a guy like that. Mm-hmm. So John doesn't want a running back because a lot of like mock drafts has the Bills taking a running back in the first round. That that just <laughs> John, how how angry does that make you when you see things like that? When you just had that take, you just had that the Bills shouldn't take one in the first three rounds, and you see him taking in the first round. That's stupid. <laughs> uh, yeah, agreed. Um, I like Devin Singletary. I would like to keep him back, but I don't think that they will, and I don't think that they value him in the way that they in the way that uh uh that means that they'll keep him in any extent but he's the only player on the offense that i would consider 
for the right price, which won't be, which will probably be more than the vet minimum, <laughs> so unlikely. Tyrell Dodson, linebacker, depth middle linebacker, is a free agent, is a restricted free agent. Dane Jackson is a restricted free agent corner. I could see them potentially trying to keep him or at least tendering him. Um, yeah, I, like, I don't think I like they'll give him Dodson and Jackson. I, I, yeah, if 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 they don't have to restrict him for too much, I think both those guys for sure. What about Cam Lewis? Cam Lewis is a restricted free agent as well. Are you are you still hung up on the Justin Jefferson fourth and eighteen catch? No, I'd uh, yeah, I'll keep Cam Lewis I, too. They need corners, I, right? Like yeah, it's the and same he was thing playing as, out of position as a safety. I think that day. Yeah, but yeah, they need corners. I would I would tender all three of those and just yeah. see what comes back. If if and somebody all, wants to all sign young him, guys too. at least I mean, yeah. Dane Jackson. So, so we mentioned. By the way, I forgot to give you the final grades on Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer. Our first two, you know, our two favorite, you know, unrestricted free agents. Tremaine Edmonds was number ten, and Jordan Poyer was right under him at number eleven. So, uh, very, you know, top of that list right there. Um, as far as Devin Singletary, by the way, was number fourteen on Joby's list. Is James Cook, oh, there. James Cook was number nineteen. So Dane Jackson, where did Dane Jackson figure out in grading? Dane Jackson was number 29 out of 35. So not great. Not great, Bob. <laughs> 29 out of 35. But he was just under Christian Benford, with which Christian Benford has been discussed um, as becoming the next potential safety, uh, starting safety, if Jordan Poyer does not get resigned. So figure Christian Benford, um, Zane Anderson, both competing for that role. At safety, across yeah. from Michael Micah Hyde. Benford was injured for a while too, right? Yep, I think he broke an arm or something. Um, but yeah, he was. I think he was on the road to come back. Yeah, uh, later just, later on pick and a rookie and having that injury to be, you know, he started some games too. Like I think it was I think I he thought did. he looked pretty good too. Yeah, I, but Kai, yeah. he only like, finished like, a yeah, few spots. It, yeah, early on, like were, there, were people talking about, oh, he might be better than Kyrie Elam and all this. Well, he was starting over Kyir Elam at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And I think towards the end of the season, Kyir Elam, just like, you know, after Christian Benford went out and they needed to start Kyir Elam, I think he just looked, they didn't need to start Kyir Elam, sorry. Uh, Tredavis White came back, and I think he just, Dane Jackson got injured, and Kyir Elam just looked that much better than Dane Jackson, that they couldn't put Dane Jackson back in. So, yeah, that's right. So, Dane Jackson, tender him, but it's depth. It's depth, and it's cheap insurance, hopefully. Yeah, um, and, and like who knows what'll happen in the off season, and keep you know keep as many players as you can, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the last two free agents, um, unrestricted free agents, Jaquan Johnson, who was up until this season the official backup of the Buffalo or the Circling the Wagons podcast. I love Jaquan Johnson. Did not have a great twenty twenty two season. <laughs> I will say that unfortunately he could not you know get the starting rollover. D- Demar Hamlin, and then when he had to go in, you know they signed Dean Marlowe because they didn't trust Jaquan Johnson. It didn't look good. He didn't have a great end of the season. So, um, and then you have Tommy Sweeney as a tight end. I don't think they bring any of those guys back, um, and I don't care if they bring Tommy Sweeney back or Jaquan Johnson. You know at this point. So, so really we just have Jordan Poyer, Jordan Phillips, Tremaine Edmonds, Shaq Lawson, and then like. You know, Dodson, Jackson, Lewis is restricted free agents, and that's yeah. it. Not and a whole lot maybe, of players. So maybe pick your favorite special teamer out of the rest, right? Exactly. 
Exactly. Pick, pick, pick one, right? So I think what we'll do next week, next week's topic of conversation will be our biggest needs. And, and we've alluded to a lot of them. We talked offensive line, wide receivers, you know, uh, weapons, you know, Josh Allen's weapons to throw to that could include tight end. Uh, we're going to basically break it down and we're going to come up with a list that we think is pretty accurate to what the Bills need. Uh, needs going forward and then you know we'll also throw in some scenarios like if they do resign Tremaine Edmonds obviously middle linebacker isn't a need you know stuff like that or as, as high of a need right um, we're going to take that into account and just kind of go over that more in depth next week and uh, and use that as a discussion piece and and, and the, the thought is that after that after we finalize our uh, team needs next week the week after we'll talk about you know, ways to gain more cap space for the free agents uh, that we do want to keep, and then also um, some more potential free agents, um, ways to keep, uh, to make some cap space. And then we'll talk about right before free agency, the week before free agency, which will be three Sundays from now. Um, we're going to talk about free agents at those top level needs of positions that we would like to see the Bills go after. Like maybe like a pie in the sky, like Von Miller like signing, which probably won't happen this season. It's almost assuredly won't happen this season. And then maybe some like mid level guys, or maybe some low tier guys that the Bills could go after that could end up paying off, you know, in in the long run. So it's going to be a fun uh, podcast going into free agency. Um, again, this episode is brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook at Delago. Please check out the Delago Resort and Casino. Uh, lots of stuff going on. There's basketball to watch there. There's hockey to watch there. Uh, March Madness is coming up soon. Tons of really cool uh, things going on there. Um, concerts, concerts, stand-up comedy acts. Uh, I met Frazier there. I met Kelsey Grammer there. Uh, cool place. Cool place to go to. So check that out. Um, Want to thank uh, Andre Reed. Hall of Fame wide receiver Andre Reed for doing the intro, the newest intro to uh, the podcast. That was really cool. Um, we were able to see um, his Hall of Fame ceremony in Canton, so that was even more special that he did that. So I want to thank Andre Reed for doing that. Super cool guy. Very cool dude. Um, want to plug our T Public store real quick. Um, if you're looking for any new Bill shirts, talking about speaking of like terrible art, <laughs> we were Demar Hamlin's jacket. Check out our T Public store. See what kind of artwork we have for Bill shirts. Like you're bound to like one of those. We don't have anything that show uh, a zombie like Jesus. So um, check that out. the The link is in the show notes for the podcast wherever you're listening to your podcast. And that's about it. Any final final notes for John or Mike? Anything else you want to? Say before we uh, we end this one. Yeah, I heard Rex Ryan's interviewing for the DC uh, coordinator position with the with the uh, Broncos. Interesting. You hope he gets it. Yeah, I I kind of like. <laughs> if to I don't see have him... to watch him on TV. <laughs> if he's not sure. in our division, I kind of like to see him back in the league, right? Sure. I, I think no... it's passed him by. It's more of a thinking man's league now. <laughs> yeah, I think he's a defensive genius. I think he's a defensive genius when he has uh, future, like 10 future Hall of Famers on his defensive squad, like the Ravens, you know. Um, so I don't know. How if about some def- other bills uh, failing upwards? <laughs> the XFL? Have you seen that? Like Russ Brandon is the president. Doug Whaley's the senior VP. Like what is going <laughs> on? <laughs> right, now that's just like bizarre world. <sighs> that's just that, – that, the league's doomed to fail, right? <laughs> it's just, it's no, 
Is that the one that The Rock is part of, or is that the USFL I'm thinking of? I don't know. Is the USFL starting up, the, or is it the XFL? Which one is sponsored? I think I think The Rock is in the XFL. They bought from Vince McMahon. Oh, for okay. Million, I think. That's it. Jeez, <laughs> couldn't even couldn't even yeah. buy season tickets to some NFL teams for for that That's amount crazy. of money. Jeez. Okay. But how right. do you pick? You're like, ah, oh, I can have any executive I want to be president. Bill Polian would probably do it. You're like, let me take, let me take uh, Tweedledee and Tweedledummer over here. Well, Russ Brandon is terrible. He's terrible. Did I ever tell you that um, one of my first jobs out of college was at this um, firm? I won't say what kind of firm it is, but uh, this guy I worked with was such a tool. Like he was one of those guys that was just like so conceited all the time, whatever. Um, he's his life coach. He's Russ Brandon's life coach <laughs> that I found out like after his big fall from grace because he got caught like like cheating on his wife with an intern or something like that in the Sabres organization because he was the president of the Sabres and the Buffalo Bills at one point. And then he just got fired by the Pagulas and a big scandal with that. Apparently he was like a sex addict or something. I feel like that's just an excuse for like when someone <laughs> gets caught doing something they shouldn't have. Like, oh, I'm just addicted to it. There's no way I can stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> We're all addicted to everything. <laughs> It's like, eh. (laughs) Um, Didn't tight wasn't Tiger uh, addict? (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) like that was his excuse. Yeah, that was his excuse. David Duchovny at Tiger, (laughs) everyone. Yeah, I'm addicted to it. (laughs) (laughs) I can't get enough of it. Sorry, it's not my fault. It's the addiction's fault. (laughs) Treating it like it's a drug or whatever. Um. (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's funny failing upwards failing upwards i can't even think of worse people because you want to make the joke of like what so-and-so didn't want any of that but you can't <laughs> think of anybody worse <laughs> <laughs> what they couldn't get rex ryan to become their G- <laughs> the gm of the, the that's that's insane the so, ryan thing wh- i can almost see because he i i think he would make a much but he was a much better defense quarter than a coach so, like, a, a team taking a flyer on that, I, I could see. But the other guys, uh, it's a bit. At least they're not in the NFL, the, the other two, right? Like, they're some other league. Could you imagine like it's some, of... some NFL team, like, bringing on Russ Brandon? Like, really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. It'd be like, I'm trying to think of a player that failed so miserably. It'd be like a team signing Zay Jones to, like, $10 million a year or whatever he got signed for. Like by the Jaguars, it's just like really, like ugh. What, what was that Doug Whaley quote in the press conference about like winning? Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's one of our. I have that as a sound drop. Yeah, winning involves two things: <laughs> players and winning, <laughs> or something like that. Right? Like was wasn't that it? That that could have been it. Like <laughs> that was exactly it. You said it word for word, <laughs> spot on. That's. I don't think he understands how transitive properties work, or like how logic itself works. A plus B equals B, <laughs> whatever. B equals A plus B. Like, wait, what? A equals B plus A. Like, I don't think that's how that. Is. Anyway. No, I'm kind of glad Rex Ryan's back. I have no ill will towards Rex Ryan, unlike Whaley and you know. Uh, 
Brandon, which we've been so much better off without them. Like, I'm just like, I don't care. I don't care if you guys succeed or not. I don't guess I don't wish you will against them, but I'm not praying that they succeed. Where It would be nice to see Rex Ryan do a little bit better. I didn't hate the guy while he was here. I thought he was a terrible hire at the time, but I just kind of rolled with it like you do with your team. Like, let's hope this wasn't a terrible hire. Let's hope that this goes well, you know? I had no idea you prayed as much as you do, apparently. <laughs> At least yeah. you don't pray ill will on <laughs> It's been very enlightening. Yeah. Oh, well, I tried doing that. It doesn't work as well. <laughs> but no, I don't I don't But pray it requires up. no effort. It's like <laughs> it's literally half a second. <laughs> <Not pray. laughs> Done. <laughs> well, did all I could do. <laughs> Whereas like some people are like, Oh shoot, I forgot to do it. That's eh, okay, it worked. <laughs> Like if you had to do something, if you had to make a pilgrimage, and like, oh, okay, you really did something for me, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're right. Like even you the literally, give- you can while you're driving, listening to the radio. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even have to turn down the radio to pray. <laughs> <laughs> do you pray for John and I? I pray that you guys become better co-hosts. <laughs> so far, the big uh, big G hasn't, <laughs> hasn't hasn't helped me out there. Um, no, it's Whatever. no, no. It's funny that you mentioned. Like Signing I don't. Off. I pray. I don't Go pray Bills. that often. But it reminds me of uh, of a Jim Gaffigan skit where he's like, "If you ever lost your kid in a public place, like." Whether you're religious or not, you start praying. You're like, dear God, if you could ever find it in your way to, like, you know, find a, I swear, like, I'll go to church every Sunday. I'll be like, oh, there he is. Well, forget everything I just said, God. I'll see you, see you later when I get cancer. <laughs> Talk to you later when I get cancer. And it's it's funny because he said it, and not me. So, <laughs> anyways, yep. On that note, so signing off for John. Love you guys. Go Bills. For Mike. Go Bills. For me, Nate, I love you guys, and I pray for you guys. Go Bills, and we'll talk to you guys again. I pray for that next week's episode will be better than this. Go Bills.
Thank you for listening to the Circling the Wagons podcast. Download and subscribe to us in your favorite podcast service. Email us at ctwpod at gmail.com. That's Charlie Tango Whiskey Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ctwpod. And most importantly, go Bills! Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. Nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills, mate. <laughs>